I've been here many times before and I've never been defeated and still I will never be defeated. It's Jay and this is Chuck. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a special edition of Tour Front. At this stage, you probably are in, or we are all in the latter legs of um, this 21 day lockdown. And hopefully, it hasn't been announced that it's longer. Hopefully, we flatten that line, and man, the promised land is on the other side of the Jordan. But um, wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, uh, this is Two Up Front. I am Jay, and I'm with Chuck. What's up, guys? Um, this is another episode to keep you entertained during these grim times. Um, as Jay said, hopefully we've fixed things um, with uh, the help of medical experts and our own behavior and our own personal hygiene and good attitude. So on this episode, we're revisiting what we did in December. It's another list or a project of deter- determining the best of and this time we're looking at World 11, the best World 11 over the past decade from 2010 until 2019, the best 11. We're going to be using a format of four defenders, three midfielders and three forwards. And here we go. My pick in the post is David De Gea. You agree or do you oppose? I oppose. My pick got? is the German shot stopper. Um, Manuel Neuer. Uh, in- interesting. I I picked De Gea because I'm a Manchester United fan. Say that. Oh yeah, that's 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 true. United to like da. Um, but I think no one no one's no one's carried a team on their shoulders as much as David De Gea has in this past decade. No one's won back to back to back player of the of, of the year awards like David De Gea has. Um, sure, in this decade he wasn't the keeper when. Spain won the World Cup or Spain won the Euros and it was Dante Casillas but he was still developing but in that time afterwards I think he had no equal not in this decade so when we were picking the PWA PWF the English version oh. of this 11 I agreed with you in terms of the hair and I, maybe actually I wouldn't even have the hair third I might even have, I wouldn't have him second I might even have him third in this list behind Casillas as well I I have profound respect for what he did for a good four seasons in a row where he was the best player at Manchester United. And the reason for that is because he was exposed. Mm. And when he was exposed, he actually shunned. Um, he was stopping everything that was coming his way. But De Gea has had the... has He has had over his head the matter that he's not as sure with crosses coming into the air. And in Manuel Neuer, Mm-hmm. I honestly believe you have a keeper who has defined a generation. And I think that does not that doesn't often happen because if I think for example about the 2000s there isn't one keeper which I would say definitively that guy defined the position. Mm-hmm. Manuel Neuer is in he's in the class of your Yashins, he's in the class of your Schmeichels where when you think goalkeepers and you think an era the first name that comes to your mind is that guy and with the german shot stopper he does have he has champions leagues 
a Champions League. He has the World Cup. He also then has the distinction of having finished, if I'm not mistaken, the top five of Balindio voting one year, if not even third. I just need to um, verify that. I think I may agree with you in terms of him being the sweeper keeper. And now all of a sudden we're not lo- looking for goalkeepers who can play football or who are good with their control and with their passing when all you had to do before was just stop the ball. But what I want to raise is that does anyone, or not anyone, but does Manuel Neuer or Casillas have a game where they made 16 saves? I don't think so. And they actually won the game. A game where they made 11 saves in the same season and they still won that game. Because, yes, those are good performers. And don't get me wrong, Manuel Neuer is, is superb. He probably is second after De Gea in my list. But how many times has Manuel Neuer had to carry a strong Bayern team, a strong German team? How many times did Casillas have to star for an all-conquering Barcelona team that then translated into a Spanish team? And so for me, in terms of keepers being dependable when, when called upon, David De Gea defines that. So, just to my verification, suggest that he finished third in yeah. Ballon d'Or voting in 2015. So That was crazy. That, that argument agree. is one that, very honestly, if you were to uh, drag... Uh-huh. Peter Schmeichel into that kind of argument. He also doesn't have um, games like Dahia has. And the thing about that is it is not the very good keepers' faults, the great keepers like your Schmeichels, like Anura. So they fault that there is a defensive line that's playing in front of them that doesn't allow 16 opportunities to have 16 saves. David Dahia, and this is not, obviously, this does not take away from him. He, he, he has that kind of a game. He had those kind of games. And he was the player of the season of Manchester United because there was the opportunity to become that. Mm-hmm. In the subsequent years where United have become better defensively, I don't think necessarily, and Dehaer has had more mistakes creep into his game, but I don't think it's simply down to that that you don't think he's as good a keeper anymore. It's the fact that there are limited opportunities to showcase that. My argument to that is this mm-hmm. then. That if you put Neuer in that same situation mm-hmm. at a uh, Manchester United, I'm 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 confident in saying he would have produced the same results. Mm, because I don't think is, I don't yes, think the hair being able to do that is stopping reflection that Neuer can't. I don't think Neuer is as good with reflexes and shot saving ability as Dyer is. Well, Maybe when you are that big and your and, and, and your footwork is that good and you are where you can anticipate where you need to be at any given moment, you don't necessarily have to be diving all over the place. Hmm. Do we call it now? I, I honestly think <laughs> legacy. Hmm. When you speak of legacy, and that's why I'm saying like um, Nier, Nier is in a class of goalkeepers who define the generation. Where you are, when you think about him and what you were pointing out as well, that he didn't necessarily, he didn't invent the sweeper keeper. Um, there have been sweeper keepers in the past before, but he brought it back into in, 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 into our minds. And he also, I would go as far as saying, perhaps perfected um, it because as a defender, as as also like as the team, when you knew that uh, Manuel Neuer is behind you, it's not only. Is he gonna save you when um, balls are coming into the box? But if you, for whatever reason, your line is beaten, guess what? Here's this guy doing over and above what he's paid for as a goalkeeper. And for me, there's there's 
there's just a different level that he climbed to for that fact that I think about him, I think about the generation. When you speak of legacy, he might sway my vote um, and then we might settle on Noya. But last, last, last call, Just Stegen has got him um, hot under the collar in terms of places for German number one. But Tostegan is not as good a sweeper keeper as Neuer is, which means how big and how great a quality is that that he brought to the game? Because now it's been overlooked for someone who's got good shot stopping ability. He's not as good as it once was, um, and I would not make that argument. De Gea, for that matter, is not as good as he once was, and I would I would actually make the argument, and I think. And I'd win it in my own head because I'm a Real Madrid fan. Mm. There was a time where I was campaigning for Real Madrid to get um, the hair. Never got, no, didn't get it because of a fax, I think. Fax machine. Oh, a fax machine. Yeah. And then the story goes. having mm. gotten Couture, um, I, now I'm, I'm happy with having Couture over the hair. I think when you list um, goalkeepers and the hair is what is now only 30. He is he even 30. I think he might actually be 27. On the verge of 30. But no, not thirty, yeah. You're much younger than that. But in 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 a list of goalkeepers today, um, Testegen is not only better than Manuel, though, he's better than De Gea as well. So is Kutu, I'd say, and so is Oblak um, as well. So and that argument, the argument we're making against the two keepers is not for now. It's what they did in, in the previous decade. Mm-hmm. Um, another sign of of that fact is Bayern Munich made it to, I think, two Champions League finals. Um, but, well, I know they made it Chelsea to the 10 one prior Portland. to, uh, and when they finally got over the hump and won the Champions League, he was in, he was in the polls. Yeah, won us the Europa and the FA Cup. And yeah, yeah. Well, right then let's let's settle on Manuel Neuer with De Gea a close close second. We go into the defensive line and we want to start at left back. I think we are in agreement with this one. Yeah, it's hard to overlook Marcelo. No. Um, if I think who competes with him, Might Alba be, maybe. Yeah, Alba, but nah. I mean, Al- Alba's good. Obviously, they're both quick players. They're both intelligent players, and Alba always finds Messi with the cross, and he's got a good assist record. But on their day, Alba does not touch Marcelo. When, when Marcelo is in the mood and he's shooting from from range and he's putting crosses and he's dribbling people, man. Marcelo is the only defender who made it cool not to defend because of how well he was playing in front. So, I, man, you know, I say Marcelo. The, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's the 2016-17 season. One of Cristiano Ronaldo's Ballon d'Or um, campaigns, um, I, <laughs> I was actually for Marcelo winning the Ballon d'Or that season just because, literally, that season every time I watched Real Madrid. Like the best player on the pitch, the most important player, was a guy playing left back. And I don't know how many times in my lifetime of watching football, I've I've watched a football match and thought the left fullback watched that guy. Not not since Gareth Bale, who then moves and became a winner to be to be an attacking player. It's it's funny because um, we're talking about a defensive line, but um, and I think it will be proven in both of our fullback positions that they're not. They're not very big defenders, defenders on the defending yeah. side of, of things, and I'm someone who likes my defenders to defend. Yeah. But in and and there was an argument that actually broke out who the greatest um, Real Madrid left back is between Carlos and 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 Marcelo. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was like, no ways, I'm Roberto Carlos. But then I was thinking about it, it's like, 
Man, mm. Marcelo reached some dizzying heights Man, he as did. a left back, hey? He did. I mean, in that era where they're back to back to back Champions Leagues, no one, no, no, no one, no one had an answer for him. I mean, when you what he was doing with Ronaldo on left. that side of the field was just like, well, <laughs> does anyone have an answer? Anyone at all? No, no, I don't think so. I don't know if you would agree with me if we go on the opposite flank. The only person I'd say who trumps this particular wing back is Dani Alves. Danny Alves, eh? Danny, Danny Danny Alves, Alves is, is he's also one of those guys. He's he's got a pass in him, and mm. also, and it's a Brazilian thing, I suppose. Yeah. Brazilians, I, I don't know if Brazilians are taught to defend as as kids. They're, they're taught <laughs> to play football, an and then well, we need someone in this position, and you get dropped in that position. I think I think for me that's an easy one as well. I go with um, uh, Danny Alves as well, and right back. I mean, Danny Alves, as much as people would say. Messi, Iniesta, Xavi, and and that time that they had with Guardiola, the next best name that you put up there is Dani Alves. And then you and the can have your Busquets and all that stuff. Yeah, literally everywhere he's gone, he's won. Ask PSG. Like he Ask and Juve. and it's no coincidence. Uh, sure, he's he's played for very dominant teams over the years, but I don't think it's a coincidence that wherever he is, the teams win. I think he actually plays a part in that. Yeah. So. Give me Danny Alves in the last decade as well. And I mean, despite his age as well, wherever he's gone, he's never been the weak link. He's always improved the team on that particular side of the pitch. True. And so, wingbacks were settled. Marcelo on the left, Danny Alves on the right. In the center, I think that's where you and I differ a bit. Um, My first pick, uh, let's make it interesting, Sergio Ramos. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) And it's interesting. It's interesting because... On the list of um, FIFA Pro World Elevens, since since the award, since the accolade has been um, given out, the the teams have been picked. Leo Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo are tied with the most selections at thirteen. Yep. In third place by himself is Sergio Ramos with ten, and it it would suggest that it's a no brainer. And I, I I guess in terms of body of work like the the team he was part of the teams and he was a driving force mm. the, the the Real Madrid teams that won four Champions Leagues in the last decade but give me Sergio Ramos as my captain every single day give me Sergio Ramos as the guy who when the pressure is turned up and the lights are brightest and you need someone to put up their hand to step up BMT. he's he's the definition of BMT his picture is next is next to BMT he's the guy who's gonna go he's gonna go get the game for you but he's a defender primarily and as a defender <laughs> yes see Sergio Ramos is, has has in my in my as a Real Madrid fan in my <laughs> watching of him he's been a liability I don't trust him as a defender mm-hmm. I don't I don't think he's good on the tackle because his red card stats suggest to me that he's either not reading the play as as as, as it unfolds and as he should or he just doesn't care and he's very reckless. And if I am building a team and I, I, I am putting in a center back, I don't want to start with a guy who on any given day, I'm going to finish the match at a deficit because this dude is going to do something that's going to have him off the pitch. 25 red cards in total. 25. 25. 25. <laughs> I mean... That's a lot. And the thing is because the other things that he does, as I'm saying, like going to get you headed goals going to save a Champions League final for you. They're so they're so great in the context of trying to win a game that it 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 kinda weighs in his favor that you need to have this guy in there. But 
as a defender, I've never rated Sergio Ramos as a defender. See, the, th- the thing about Ramos, so I don't that want Ramos in my list. is that... <laughs> Look, I, I agree with you in terms of... He's not maybe up there with the best of them in terms of defensive ability. But as we were discussing, his leadership is almost unmatched in terms of people who command and who will, will a team to win. Um, here's, here's what I'd say. Ramos is more the reckless partner in a, in a, in a defensive duo. But whenever he's, he's paired next to a Puyol, a PK, a Varane, things will be stale because he can go out there, gallivant, make those reckless tackles, but they still cover. But what I like about Sergio Ramos is they probably are, bar maybe Virgil van Dijk, better ball-playing defenders in world football right now. I mean, that's what we, we liked about the combination of Vidic and Ferdinand. Vidic was the hard man who'd hoof the ball up whenever he, he, he got the chance to, but Ferdinand, Ferdinand would take the more measured approach. And he was a good defender. Yeah, he was a good defender, but he didn't, he didn't have the ball skills, whereas Ferdinand had the ball skills and was a good good, good defender as well. So for me, I mean, we, whenever I see, for instance, as a United fan, whenever I see Maguire drifting up front with the ball, I'm like, oh my God, don't do it. Just just pass. Because he always messes it up. But I don't quite feel so with Ramos. So if not entirely for defensive abilities, just for him to wear the armband and be on the pitch. So I you, you'd actually it. have him as your captain as well on this team? Oh, definitely. I, I think I'd agree with that. But his his liabilities as a defender. So who do you counter with for his place? So my my two central defenders are revealed one this far. Yeah, uh, would be Silva and Varane. Thiago Silva is, is, is solid. He's good. But the fact that he's been playing at PSG for so long, and before PSG, where was he again? In so Milan, right? Thiago Silva was at AC Milan. Yeah, and Milan he was, he was at AC Milan, solid. and um, AC Milan won 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 the last year when he was there. He left and it started to crumble. Literally, when he left, when they sold him to PSG, that's when things started going south. And you might argue that at PSG, agree. as a result, um, at PSG, well, they were bound to be good because they had that injection from the Qatar investors. But the upturn at PSG also coincides with Thiago Silva playing for them. And so I, I, I if I had the choice, for example, mm-hmm. if I had the choice, oh man, I had the choice over the last couple of years of switching Thiago Silva with the Ramos in those Real Madrid teams. I <laughs> may have taken that wager. And where do you think that would have got you more titles? I think that gets you another La Liga title or two, honestly. Well, if I were to, to, to reveal my other trump card, Giorgio Chiellini, he's won leagues upon leagues upon leagues, back to back to back to back to back with Juve. And if you add him instead of Ramos, then you could probably say the same thing. I put Giorgio Chiellini in there because for me, I don't, I don't even know how old Giorgio Chiellini is because from the beginning of the of the decade, for me, he's looked the same. He's old. Age. Eh? <laughs> he's looked as old as he is now, and he's never had pace, but somehow he reads the game so well, majestic and and, and tactical with his tackling, and he times him perfectly. And so he's he's one of the most dependable defenders out there. Period. I'm curious as to how good Kelini actually was because Kelini was 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 paired with Bonucci and Pazagli for for a good number of years. And as a as a central defensive three, mm. they they was there was no out. penetrating them. It was and the next version of them uh, in Nesta Mal, sorry Nesta Maldini kind of pairing. And 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 so when I think about that, I I wonder to myself. Was he a benefactor of being not a benefactor because he was he was a contributor, obviously, 
and maybe even the the main contributor but would he have had the career or in our minds the kind of career that he's had if he was not paired with those two other very good defenders in their prime i have no doubt in my mind i think he definitely would because if you watch if you watch Juve now um even at his age he's still one of the first names on the team sheet if you watch him now he's he's stopping shots he's blocking shots and he's that defender who would put his body on the line think back to how many times you've seen a bandage around Jojo Kenny's head quite a few times <laughs> that's true <laughs> that really is true quite a few times he's always in the wars he's one of those defenders who put their body on the line maybe not as uh, as commanding as the Bonucci was or, or, or as quick as Basagli was in his pump um, but I think he's he's a complete defender and I think it's no coincidence that Juve have got as many t- titles as they have now so if I asked you the question between Kielin and Ramos who you go, who would you go with I'd certainly go for Ram. Ah, uh, sorry, kill. What? I have to think about it. Give me a second. Um, over this decade, Kellini. If we're just going off pure defensive abilities, Kellini. Oh, whoa, whoa! So now pure defensive abilities come into this. No, no I'm just saying if I had to choose two. So pure defensive abilities, silver, silver, oh, like no, versus but, Ramos. But think, think, think about what I said. That Ramos has been okay in a defensive duo when he's been paired with Puyol and Everon. That he can go on with his reckless ways and not be really exposed because of, of the cover that he has. But if I'm choosing either or, see, if I if I'd pick Kalini and Ramos, then that's that's solid enough for me. But if I'm choosing either or, I'd go with the defender. Man, I'm really not sold on Ramos, eh? I'm really not sold on Ramos. We do Kellini we do and Thiago Silva. You know what? Thiago Silva, I mean, I, for Brazil, unfortunately, if I bring up like what I brought up in terms of Nero, Ramos, Ramos, Ramos holds this legacy. idea. He, he, holds this, he holds this position in, in, in our minds. For example, you think Classico, you think Messi and Ronaldo in the past decade, and then you think Ramos. Oh, most definitely. Like in that, in within within that circle of people, which is saying a lot. But then the question is: is not making like his character is the character that is Sergio Ramos? Like, does that speak to his defensive abilities, or has he just been has he just been a headliner in so many Real Madrid um, storylines for reasons that don't actually include defending? I've never watched a game where I, mean, I thought, man, Ramos. Marked so and so out of the game, or he, 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 he is I the pillar. I tell you who he marked out. Is the, the game. reason why Madrid won a game? Osmo Salah and his shoulder out the game. See, that's the other thing. The guy's dirty. <laughs> out the game. The guy's dirty, and then he, he also has. <laughs> and then you know what? I want to keep him over this team just because he's stupid. <laughs> Sorry, let me rephrase it. He's not stupid, but he did a stupid thing. He gets. He gets a yellow card on purpose. And then what does he do? He goes and he speaks about it afterwards. What happens? He gets suspended for the next game. What happens? Real Madrid get knocked out of the Champions League. No, man. That was just the powers that be. <laughs> Bro, like, you know what? Like, Ramos has, really, really, as I'm saying, like, when, when the pressure is turned up, Ramos is come at the hour, come at the man. He's that guy. And I don't know if I just want to reward him for the fact that, like, in moments... In moments, he's been the guy to go and get a headed goal, for example, because primarily can, can that's I, not what I he's say, paid for. Unless someone will correct me. When Man United came back in the Champions League in a game they had no business winning in, Thiago Silva was probably there. When uh, Barcelona came back and they had a possible game, I'm sure Thiago Silva was there as well. Okay. I don't think Ramos has any of that. Those, those are very good points. Yeah. 
So yeah, he's 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 given away some some embarrassing. Yeah, yeah no, I don't think he okay. was there for the seven. No, was he? Although, well, I, 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 man, I'll I'll give up Thiago Silva, but I'm taking Ramos. I don't want to take Ramos. But <laughs> well, we come no, back no, to no, that, dude. Varane Varane is a World Cup winner, and Varane is the better defender than Ramos, and. Varane is the future of Real Madrid. He is arguably the best central defender right now. So here's the thing. You know what I think Varane is like, and this is me skipping different uh, lines. It's one of those players that you don't really notice and so you don't really applaud. He, do, he does the, the the background work, so, so to say. Varane is not the one who'd go in with a sliding tackle like a one bissaka like, oh, he stopped the ball there. He'd probably intercept it before he even gets there. And so you don't get all the shine and the glory. But I don't know, man. You know what Varane... Yeah. Varane is he's a Rolls Royce of defenders because the reason you don't see him doing um having lost ditch uh tackles sliding tackles is because he's so good he doesn't need to he's so quick across the pitch that anything in his vicinity and you think um like an opposite opposition player is probably in on goal and he's gonna get one on one like out of nowhere you see him shoot shoot across the screen and he's there to clean up and I look at him and he never looks flustered in the game he. Bailey so, looks like he's sweating. And from, at the end of the game, I, his, I never feel like debut. this guy or just like came from a boxing match, for example. And even 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 with even with France, he mm. is he was the pillar of, of, of that defensive um the, the the defensive squad at the World Cup. And Laporte has not even made a debut for France yet, and it hasn't been an issue. There've been guys who've been traded traded in and out next to Varane. The one constant at France has been Varane and they've been good this whole time sure no small measure to their attack but at Real Madrid as well when I see exactly what you're saying I feel better about Ramos in the team because of someone else <laughs> and for me that that says something mm. I mean I think when when Sir Alex Ferguson paid a compliment to Paolo Maldini he said he watched him the whole game I think this was against United or some other game and Maldini only made one tackle the whole game that's yeah. how good he read the game. The, uh, any other thing was probably an interception or you'd get there to the ball before you got there. One no, the guts and glory so kind of last-ditch tackle defenders, they yeah, look not, not, not good. The, not the bandages but... and, and blood-soaked defenders, no. So in terms of you describing him as a Rolls-Royce defender, I agree. And, man... I'll take Varane and, and Chiellini. I'll settle for that. Okay, then we've got blood on the one side, we've got Rolls-Royce on the other side. Ramos can be on the bench, captain, being the captain of... The club <laughs> of that world living. So we say Marcelo, Kellini. And if we're losing, we can bring him on. Varan Alves. Sure. Okay, let's go now into the midfield trio. My midfield trio is Xavi, Iniesta and Modric. Um, okay, my counter. Uh, first and foremost, I see you saying Xavi, I see you saying Iniesta and Modric. Where's your Sergio Busquets, bruh? Modric. Where's where's the guy who ran Yaya Toure out of Barcelona into Manchester? Where's the guy who held it down when he was only in his early 20s in 2010 World Cup playing against the Schneiders and, 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 and the De Jongs of this world? Where's the guy who is at the center, at the fulcrum of, 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 of the Guardiola era and everything after that? The Enrique is the Valverde's Sergio Busquets, timeless, consistent. Mind you, Xavi quit Barcelona in 2015. Five years of this decade, gone. True, which is a compelling argument. Mm-hmm. Let me say with Busquets, I'm one of the people who have said that he's been criminally underrated over so many years. 
and we similarly to Varane, actually, he's he's you you're right. He's at the base of everything those teams that Guardiola set up, and since Guardiola has left, um, he he's been the fulcrum. He's been there. And the things that he does, if you're not paying attention, they're gonna go over your head. But the way that he, the way that he transitions play from the defense and into the midfield, and he plays within himself, and he goes, he does the things that you need him to do. He never, you never feel like when you're watching Sergio Busquets, you never feel like he's putting a foot out of place. You never yeah. feel like he's never gonna be the reason why you guys are losing. And if you guys are winning, he's always going to have some, some, some part in that. And he was the best compliment to Xavi and Iniesta. And in terms of a or an, an, a, a, a world eleven over the decade, I would say that that's the thing. He was the complementary piece to those two. Because I'm not dropping Modric, also for the reasons that Modric is going to be my favorite player of the last decade. Gosh, but I, I don't want to budge on Sergio Busquets though, because I mean, if if if, if we compare Busquets to the Varane. It's players that you don't quite see unless you focus on them in the particular game and look at what they're doing. In the last Classical, where Madrid were all over Barcelona, the only person who still played his game and still looked amazing was Busquets in 2020. The only and reason I like, take Busquets would be over Xavi, and the only reason for that is because Xavi um, left Barcelona in 2015. But in terms of footballing ability, Xavi was the metronome that made the tiki taka tick and when you then look at iniesta i feel that iniesta is actually even better than chavi but some might disagree to that i feel like iniesta with a little more pace and a little more desire to do what messi does he would have been a right-footed messi light that's just my opinion like his ability to like just dribble past a player and pick a pass i mean and look, I, I i appreciate iniesta as well because in the era of messi chavi and iniesta Whenever they were just knocking the ball around, the guy who actually took initiative and and sparked the move was Iniesta. They'd play, they'd pass, they'd pass the ball around. You play little pyramids and little triangles, but the guy to go past people first was Iniesta, and then Messi would go past people, and then then the game is over because you've conceded two goals already. But for me, I mean Iniesta defined. Iniesta and Xavi, I mean, the the areas which are Spanish dominance, the Guardiola dominance. Busquets has never made a fifth pro. World Eleven. What's an injustice? It's well, like, it's like it's like how Schneider you know, won in twenty two. Do you realize? Do you realize that the fifth pro eleven is voted on by the players? It's probably not well liked. Yeah, well, I, I don't I, think I that's don't, what it comes down to. I think honestly, oh. when you look, Busquets is good. Man, he's even great. I so go as far as saying that, that this, he's great. Let's have let's have this this conversation and in, in in the interest of balancing this team out because if we're going with Xavi, Iniesta, and Modric. Much has a whole lot of work to do because I know he's a he's a box to box kind of midfielder. But if you have someone who wants to protect your back four, besides N'Golo Kante, Busquets doesn't really do that. He, at an elite level, he doesn't do that at an elite level. He does that by 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 making smart plays, being in position. He's not the tackling def- uh, uh, midfielder. He's not. He's not that. But he's the one who who gives you a shield by always being there to to to. to to delay a move or to keep possession. I honestly believe between Xavi Iniesta and Modric, your brain's trust in that team are so good that they will figure out between the three of them, they will figure out whatever yeah. you need. This is why, we don't, I, have, I, this is why we don't have Ramos on the team because the defenders who are behind them can actually defend. Uh, so 
do I really want someone protecting the back four? I don't really want someone protecting I, the back can four. Can I say? Currently at Real Madrid, you don't see Cross and Modric playing together. They either Cross and Valverde or Valverde and Modric. Yeah, currently. Nobody, nobody has come to whether you want to put Arto or want to put Vidal or whatever. No one has ever put heat under Sergio Busquets' collar for a place in the side. He's still that same player he was when he was playing against, playing sorry, playing for Guardiola. He's still holding it down. Namange. True. So for in, me, it's in a, it's Modric, a, it's a maintained though, level. In Modric, you have all the a time. Ballon d'Or winner. You have a guy who was the most important player on a Croatian team that made it to the final of a World Cup. I do not, I do not see as great as good as great as good as Busquets is. There is no way you drop him into a national team and they make it to the final and you say that guy. You point out and like that guy is the best in this team. Second to that. Uh-huh. I honestly do believe that when Modric at, at his peak at Real Madrid was for there were a number of seasons where he was the most important player on the Real Madrid team. Do not get me wrong, the best player was Cristiano Ronaldo. No one came close. But in terms of the most important player, there's a season, um fifteen or sixteen. There's a season where Real Madrid go twenty two games in a row, um a winning run of twenty two games in a row. Modric goes down and the form dipped. I remember, I remember so specifically the form dipped, mm. and we, 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 we um, Real Madrid, were, for all intents and purposes, out of the running for the La Liga title. Modric comes back, and there's a push towards the La Liga title again, and there's a winning of the Champions League. And when you see a guy have that kind of impact on the team, similarly as I'm saying to he won, he won a Ballon d'Or. Was he the best player in the world in that year? I don't think so. But in terms of his body of work, what he did. That year, I think it warranted saying this guy is a different talent. So that's why I have Modric over Busquets. And as I'm and as I made the argument uh, earlier with Xavi and Iniesta at their pomp, playing with, with 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 um Busquets, Busquets was a complementary piece to those two. I wouldn't say so. Those guys, by the, the way, Xavi and Iniesta. If Cristiano Ronaldo and 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 Lionel Messi were not a thing in football, they'd have two Ballon d'Ors each. True, because of what they do with the Spanish exploits and not just with their possibilities. Busquets was right there with them. That's what I'm saying. This is not but, an argument that Busquets but, is not great. It's but, an argument that the other guys are just greater. It's so a different I'm, level. I'm, 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 not, I'm not saying Modric for Busquets. I'm saying Busquets is in my team and I'm going to counter Modric with Tony Cruz. Because Tony Cruz has got just as many Champions League medals as Modric does, but Tony Cruz has got a World Cup medal. In fact, no, not, not as much as, as Modric. He's got one more with Bayern Munich. And if you want to talk about a, a person who's, who's, who's revolutionized or, or put an impetus in, in, a, in a team's performance, Tony Cruz in the, in the 2014 World Cup, Tony Cruz in, in, in Bayern's uh, Champions League campaign, Tony Cruz along with Luka Modric in that team that dominated the Champions League for three years running. So for me, my midfield trio would have to be Iniesta, Busquets, and Tony Cruz. Sure, he has not won a Ballon d'Or, but Tony Cruz is class. Luka Modric is a better player than Tony Cruz. That's what that comes down to. He's a better talent. He's a better footballer. But, he's able to talk do about legacy. more things on a football pitch than Tony Cruz. Let's put legacy down in, into, into, into play. Well, wait, 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 it's wait. not that wait, close wait, wait, between wait, wait, Modric wait, wait. and Cruz. I honestly this, this, think this Modric bit, is such a, a better player than Cruz. What can Modric do better than Cruz? Certainly not passing. 
So oh, certainly, certainly passing. Certainly not passing. Certainly passing. What? Tony Cross. Tony Cross. Man, certainly not like, shooting. Certainly not shooting. Certainly shooting. What are what? you talking about? Oh hell no! Hey, we to, we to are gonna front, we will, to, to we'll, our front listeners. What? what you need to do is vote. You need to look at highlights and tell tell me if Martin shoots even at fifty percent the level that Tony Cruz does with both feet. You 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 maybe are th- you only probably are remembering the the Modric who's only played for Real Madrid and my 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 issues with Modric at Real Madrid has always been the fact that he's been played in a in in a deeper role never quite understood it that's how like all the coaches set up and that's where they wanted him and he's so good he's so good that they changed the position for which they signed him at at, at the amount that they signed him for from Tottenham and yet he still flourished from that position what I'm talking about is. When Modric was out, Kroos was playing in those matches. And Kroos, the whole team was not the same. Immediately when you dropped Modric into that team, it was, man, this guy is a different team. But when you, drop, when you drop Modric into the team, he's playing with Tony Kroos again. Maybe we, we, don't ha- we don't have stats of when Tony Kroos was out. And, and for instance, because we don't have a 22 game run to say that was broken. When Tony Kroos was out, they probably were winning two or three games during one. So we, there, there's no... A run that was broken because of his absence, but I, I promise, you, if you drop much in that team minus Tony Cruz, then I raise my case, and there's nothing to say about Tony Tony Cruz that beats Modric. But if you drop Tony uh, Modric in a team that has Tony Cruz already, then you're complementing what's already there. And so for me, if you put two great players on the pitch and they both shine, you cannot necessarily say it was because this one particular player was not. There's there. never been a time. There's never been a time on any team where you looked on any team that he's ever been on. You looked at Tony Cruz and you thought to yourself. Oh, he might be the best player on the team. Never been. He's not. He's he's never. You've never dropped him into a German team. Never dropped him into a Bayern Munich team. Never dropped him into a Real Madrid team. And you you thought to yourself, this guy might be the best player on this team. But what about his legacy? That's that's just something when in Champions League. Well, well, we are we are, we are we are we are setting up we are setting up um, a, a team of who have been the best in the in the past decade. I, honestly, no one's had a better decade than Tony Cruz. Modric has had a better decade than Tony Cruz as much How? as he's had a better How? career than Tony Cruz. With what stats? He's a better up? player. That just comes down to it. Like at their best, when you you want to tell me at their best, when you're looking at those two guys, you are like that. The German number eight is better than the number ten. Can I let me let me put it this way? It's what the the one who is most easiest on the eye, Luka Modric, hands down. He's period. a better player. He glides right, but in terms of overall output the one who's going to shoot and score the goal the one who's going to give that defining pass the one who's got the medals to back it up for me is tony cruz so for me man maybe maybe modric hit 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 the heights hit the ceiling with these with his ballon d'or but the guy who's constantly been on level nine all the time when messi and, and ronaldo are on level 10 and above has been Tony Cruz for a long what? time. For a what? long time. You would drop Tony Cruz in this in, in, in the same category of players as 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 a Neymar, as a Bale at his best, as 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 a Robin or 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 a Ribery or a Schneider in twenty ten. You would drop okay, maybe Cruz not Schneider and Ribery, but all day. There is no that's exactly what I'm talking about. When Cruz Tony Cruz was on the same team as Frank Ribery and Iron Robin, those two guys were better players. Those two guys are agree. better players. I don't agree. Well, okay. Let's let me let me do the education while we while we googling other players. Let's let's look at stats. Would it suffice if we looked at assist numbers? If we looked at goals, when we compare Tony Cruz and Luka Modric, or are you looking at more than that? I'm 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 looking at the eyeball test. I want to like bring it back to the eyeball test. As I'm saying, Sam, when I am looking at this guy and I'm looking at that guy, 
that guy being the Croatian is a is better at football. And not only has he been sure better, better at, football, at football, Chuck, do you realize? Do you do you realize? Please, do you realize that Luka Modric is the only guy who has broken the the du- duopoly of Ballon d'Or winners in an era where it was just Cristiano Ronaldo and Leo Messi. And that was not a fluke. Would I have awarded it to him? No, because I think Messi was the best player in the world. But what, do I so do what, I begrudge what, what, him that award? Name, no. What how other close name? is how close does Cruz come to that? What other name do we have besides Messi and uh, Ronaldo? Besides Modric, we have Kaká, right? Well, about who's broken about? the duopoly? Well, no, not since, since they started winning it. Not since they started winning the Ballon d'Or. Wait, so did, Kaká won it in two thousand seven, and then from two thousand eight. Going that way, yeah, it's just been um, Ronaldo, Messi, and then it was Modric, then it was Messi again. All right, so all I'm saying is this: that the person with the numbers, the legacy to back it up. We're going to look at numbers, and then we're going to see um, 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 where this where this goes. But in the meantime, let's go on to our list. Is there a name that we agree upon? So far, it's Iniesta. Yeah, Iniesta in the team for sure. And now the 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 contentious issue now is then. We have Iniesta. I want to fit Busquets and Cruz in that team. You want to fit who else in that team? Modric and? Xavi. So you want to have Iniesta, Xavi and Modric? Correct. Okay, cool. Um, all right, people. The forwards is quite easy. The first two places are locked. There's no even need to discuss. It's the last... The last well, is it easy? <laughs> We're about to find out, aren't we? <laughs> I, I think it's easy. So got Messi, surprise. We got Ronaldo, surprise. That's the third and spot that we discussed. Then it's the third spot. You have <laughs> the Brazilian one. Now what's I have Suarez. <laughs> I have Suarez. So if we talk, I, I want to first first go off on this particular point. Easy on the eye. The Brazilians make football look beautiful. Name is one of them. At the very True. highest list. Um. Suarez Suarez is a gritty player he scores good in Manchester goals Suarez has got good understanding and he's got goals bags and bags of goals to back it up but in 2010 oh man I, th- I, th- I think Neymar was the biggest star in 2010 there is no way in the in the 2010s there is no way Neymar so this comes down to this if you if you ask me the question who um, the better football talent is I, th- I think it's Neymar mm-hmm. my my issue with Neymar as well as my issue with Neymar in this front trio is twofold one I feel like Neymar has not lived up to his potential I don't I don't feel as though over the course of the decade he's been consistently week in week out season in season out that good have I seen Neymar do things on the pitch which Suarez cannot even dream of doing yeah I have mm-hmm. but would I would would if if I'm starting a team if I'm building a team would I would I would I hedge two hundred million pounds on on Neymar? No, I wouldn't. Instead, if you gave me the same amount, because of what I've seen them do, what they're able to offer to me over the course of a season, and pairing them with then Ronaldo and Messi, I take Suarez. So Neymar hasn't quite achieved his potential. I agree. Suarez has how, been how a high revelation is that for me. How high is that ceiling? How, how high is that ceiling? If 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 Neymar p- fulfills that potential, where 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 does he need to be? Are we talking about like 
going forward. And I'm saying, I'm saying, you're saying he hasn't lived up to his potential. And so, if we say he does, it materializes. What does that look like? Neymar living up to his potential would have been when he left Barcelona to go have his own team at PSG. He would have seriously been pushing Cristiano Ronaldo and Leo Messi for the title of best player in the world, particularly with those two players. Not, if we're being honest, not being at the absolute pomp, absolute peak in the last couple of seasons. Also, I think it's actually, in the case of Neymar, in the mm-hmm. case of Neymar, it's 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 actually a, a a reflection on what his career has been. That when then he was joined at the same time by Mbappe on that team, when you look back on this PSG team, you're gonna think of Mbappe as the marquee player. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't think with with his talent. I'm talking about his ceiling with his talent. I don't think that's what was supposed to happen. I feel that Suarez is a good player, but next when when, when the MSM was formed, I felt Neymar shone brightly more than Suarez. I felt you're like um, uh, um, Barcelona has got two great talents and a goal scorer, and I felt it was Messi first, then Neymar, then Suarez when they were playing playing together. Okay, um, when they were together, I would I would give you that. Mm-hmm. But if we're talking about the decade, they were not always together, and the in in the decade that we come from, that is not the only evidence for for what for their careers. Mm-hmm. Luis Suarez, and I've said this on this on, on on our show before, Luis Suarez had a season with Liverpool where he literally almost single handedly dragged them. To an EPL title I have never In my time of watching The EPL I'm someone who believes That Thierry Henry is, is the best footballer The greatest EPL footballer And Cristiano Ronaldo If he had stayed there A little long I think he would have Surpassed him I've never seen As dominant a season From one player I've never seen As as much As much influence One player has had On a campaign For a team as Luis Suarez had in that season with Liverpool, where they then just lost out to Chelsea, if I'm not mistaken. And when Luis Suarez was doing that, I was thinking to myself, in that year, by the way, I would have given him the Ballon d'Or. And I think the only he reason he didn't win it, it was because well. of his other incidents of being a vampire. Trying to get the other defender in our team. Because the other thing with Luis Suarez, um, internationally, the 2014 World Cup, they Uruguay start off their first game. He's not playing and he's out injured. They lose that game. Mm-hmm. He comes back against England. He, co- he scores both goals in in that England game. They go into the last game against Italy and they need a win to qualify for the next round. Luis Suarez is playing in that game, and that's the game where he bought Ke- he he bit bought wow mm-hmm. he bit Kelini. The ref missed that, and Uruguay go on to to win that game one nil. And then after review, obviously they ban him. He's not he's not playing in the following game. What happens to Uruguay? They got knocked. They get knocked out of um, the World Cup. And then finally, my contrast, for contrast for the World Cup, Nemo was playing throughout the campaign except for the match that they lost seven nil. And he was seven one. And he was a shining star, Brazil's best player in that campaign as well. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, no argument there. But before Neymar came to Barcelona, what was he doing? He was tearing like, it up at Santos. It, he was tearing it up at Santos. <laughs> what does that even mean? He was tearing it up at Santos. What? Okay, look, it's... Man... I By the way, Suarez has a season where, where... Again, for me, it's a big thing. If you do something that surpasses 
Ronaldo and Messi in this era that we come from. Suarez is the guy who also who also cut into the duopoly of the Golden Boot. The one season he scored fifty nine goals, and as I'm, and and if we are trying to fit in a third, a third player in the front three, and particularly I think if the way that we set this up, that third guy is playing through the middle. I have Suarez there. I have Suarez in the middle. Ronaldo coming from the left, and Messi coming from the right. All right, before we go back into our midfield battle, um, it's almost concluded in terms of our forward line. But here, honorable mentions. There is an Aguero. Still doesn't make it into your team? Not quite. A Lewandowski? Close, but also not quite. Benzema? Benzema regressed. Well, not regressed, but he really was overshadowed when Ronaldo was at Madrid. And the last throw of the dice. Harry Kane? Interesting. Um, I think Kane only starts becoming good, relevant in about 2015, 14, yeah, 15. So, yeah, not not quite long enough. Well, see, maybe I, I'd overlooked Suarez's Liverpool exploits. Um, I don't know. Based on his possible. I'm going to say this until I go to the grave. If Liverpool had <laughs> agreed to that 40 million plus one pound or whatever, or Arsenal had made a proper bid and Arsenal had gotten Luis Suarez, Arsenal win two EPL titles solely because they signed Suarez and because I would, of the one they flattered against Leicester I would Leicester. put my life on that alright I think I have to come around forward line of Ronaldo Messi and Suarez leading the line okay back to our midfield battle I don't know how accurate this, these stats are but I pulled up these stats and Tony Cruz against Luka Modric um, 2014-15 season until 2018-2019 season I'm going to be reading assists and goals in that order. Assists, goals, assists, goals. Luka Modric, first season, four assists, one goal. Tony Cruz, eight assists, two goals. Second season, Modric, four, go- four assists, two goals. Tony Cruz, 11 assists, one goal. Third season, two assists, one goal. Tony Cruz, 12 assists, three goals. 17-18, Luka Modric, six assists, one goal. Tony Cruz, seven assists, five goals. 18-19, six assists, three goals. Uh, 18-19, Tony Cruz, four assists, no goals as yet. Oh no, that was the end of their campaign. No goals in the 2020 season. So for me, for me, where do you think more these goals that Tony Cruz has are coming from? From his ability to shoot, which is better than Luka Modric's. He's got more better assist numbers, which means he must be a better passer. No, that's not what that means. If they, there's, there's, so, there's so many players who've got more assists than Paul Pogba, and yet I think Paul Pogba is the best, best passer in the world. But if they play similar positions... They do and, play and similar got, positions. They play similar positions and one's got more assists than the other. That means the other one is executing the last ball better than the other one. No? That may be if the case gonna, in, terms of, in, in terms of the assist numbers. But I'm willing to bet that uh, Uzo, for example, has better assist numbers than both those guys. Maybe even both those guys combined. Do I think Uzo is a better player than those guys because of his stats? No, I don't. Do I think Cross is a better player than Modric because of those stats? No, I don't. But then in the in end, the season in the season that Suarez scored more goals than Messi and Ronaldo, did I do do I think he was a better player, better goal scorer? No, I don't. But we, but, but those numbers mean something. We can't yeah, overlook no, those numbers we, and we, say we, that we can't he's got those things, things, but here's what nothing, we feel. I, I, because I mean, look, as much as we see football and we watch it with our eyes and with our hearts, these numbers also translate to who this player is. I mean, if if, if for instance. If, if if Luis Suarez was Luis Suarez, he didn't have the number of goals that he had for Liverpool, or the number of goals that he had when he broke the record. Uh, sorry, when he was, when he outscored Ronaldo and Messi. 
those numbers help us to to understand how special eternity is those numbers mean something but I'll, i'll say this if neymar in this decade started the decade in a top european club say at barcelona if it was at even at, yeah even if he was at barcelona for the entire decade and he was not missing games to go attend his sister's birthday parties and he was he was consistently as good as he was at his peak when he was playing um as part of that front three that msn front three i would tell you now that i would put neymar ahead of Suarez, even though it may be that um Suarez would have scored more goals than neymar because as i said Neymar's a better talent. If Neymar, if so, if the talent meets the production, then that's that's the game changer for me. But if the production is so much higher than what the talent was doing, like overall, then I'll, I'll obviously go with the production. But in in the case in the case of Modric and Kroos, he won a Ballon d'Or because of what he did with Madrid while playing with Kroos, and what he did then at the World Cup playing without Kroos. So my 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 thing he's is this: he's a better footballer. My, he's a my, better footballer. He's probably my, my thing is this: Tony Cruz was playing for an alien German team. No one knew what the hell was going wrong with him, and he was the one who was giving them a flicker of hope, scoring free kicks in the dying moments against Korea. Doesn't matter; they got knocked out on the no, group stages. He, he didn't do anything. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Luka Modric is not a World Cup winner neither. He didn't do anything. He he got to the final with it. He got. It doesn't he, matter. He though. got to the final with them as the best player. But who remembers? Cruz 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 won finalists? the World Cup, but he was not he was not definitively the best player on the team. Modric was definitively the best player on that Croatian team. He was definitively the best player. Well, maybe not definitively no, because I would have put him up against, Madrid, I, I, against, Hazard, against Hazard in that World Cup. At Madrid, he was better than Toni Kroos, even in that season that led to him winning the Ballon d'Or. But the numbers suggest otherwise. When they were winning, the numbers don't. When they the, the numbers tell a story, but the numbers never tell the full story the of, numbers don't of, lie. Of, of football. They don't. But Rudy Nesterov has more goals than like Cantona, and they're both like forwards. But Cantona is the better player. But Rudy is a better striker. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he had a Champions League record my, for goodness' sake. My 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 let's, baseline here is that Morris is a better player than. Let's let's. You try, still let's have Busquets in the team. I def- Oh my goodness. Okay, let's let's do this. We've got Iniesta. We've got Xavi. We've got Busquets. We've got Cruz. We've got Modric. Two have to fall. Chavi falls away. We agree. Oh, what, what are you talking no, about? We no. agree. I'm Wait, asking. I'm Ch- asking. Can can we find consensus consensus on that point? No, Chavi falls away. Okay, fine. Chavi falls doesn't fall away. Okay, we are both okay. we're both okay. keeping Iniesta in yes, our team. I would. I would. I'd give up Chavi in that team just just because of the fact that for five years, for half of the decade, P was not there. Okay, Iniesta is in the team. Right. Yeah. Now, here's so the, the midfield is Iniesta, Modric, and Kroos. I, I, I don't. Because Modric and Kroos, I feel, were more important to the respective team and national team than Busquets was in his at his club and his national team. Look, if we're looking for a defensive midfield, then Busquets has to be there. Are you telling me we're building? A we team are not looking a for a defensive midfielder. What kind of formation is this? <laughs> There's literally no other team in the world that you can put together that that is going to win against this team. So I we don't need a defensive midfielder. Literally, by virtue of having Ronaldo and Messi in this team, this team is unbeatable. I can think of a team. Anyway, honorable mentions. Vele, Vele, no Hazard in the team. 
close one, but if he has to play up front, no. No, yeah, yeah. Toure. I, I, also a tough call. Uh, but Toure as well no um, has not has not been at his best for the latter part of the decade. Yeah, true. Um, wow. So, what's the conclusion on the midfield? The conclusion is: Who do you have between Busquets and Kroos? Because Modric is in the team. <laughs> Damn. Now that's why you're not to Iniesta Busquets crucified. Um, sheesh. Let's give it a think. Come on, Charlie. Three, two. See, in, in my original list, like Busquets was there. Period. And the I'll even make this again. argument for you. I don't even need to look it up. I bet you Kroos has better numbers than Busquets. They, that's because they're you playing different roles. Argument. They're playing different roles. Oh my goodness! Oh right, my goodness! To conclude, for the sake of time, Maranazo, it's insight. Insight. Here's the World Eleven as compiled by two up front. And then the goalkeeping department, we've got Manuel Noah. Defenders, we've got Marcelo, Giorgio Chiellini, Rafael Varane, and Dani Alves. Midfielders, we've got Iniesta. we got Tony Cruz and Luka Modric. Forwards, Ronaldo, Messi, and Suarez. Cool. We encourage you guys to name a team that could beat Last that. Question, who coaches oh. this team? In this past decade, uh, Guardiola boy. And I also think Pep. There's an argument for for Pochettino, for Klopp, yeah, maybe for Zidane, or for Zidane. But Pep, Pep, yeah, we'll give it to Pep. We'll have an argument against Pep one of these good days. Today's not that day, though. Okay, we're approaching <laughs> an hour on this topic. It's never good to compile World Eleven. Yeah, we didn't leave you. We didn't leave you by yourselves. We left you with a heck of a lot to listen to in in this time where you are hiding away from the COVID nineteen. So try right. not to miss us too much. We'll be back. Find us on Twitter. Submit your World Eleven, or if you've got counters to what we've um, come up with, and give us your reasons. We're surely up for up for debate. This is two up front out for however long it takes the season to come back. We are also under the guidelines of the government and of FIFA. So from Jay, I'm out. This is Chuck. Stay indoors. Be safe. Episode done.